Hello, and thank you for joining us today. As always, it is such a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. My name is Tyson Cobb. Today, we are finishing up our series on Test Yourself. Today is week three. And as we go through and we look at a recap of the last two weeks, you see John, the Apostle John in 1 John in the Bible, he, gives, he lays out for us a way that we can test our faith to make sure that we have a saving faith. God wants us to have the assurance of our salvation. And as we recap these, remember that no one can perfectly fulfill all of these all the time, but that we should see a trend in our life of where we are following Jesus, where we are doing the things that Jesus would do. Remember that no one is without sin, only Jesus. The Bible and scripture tells us that we are a liar if we say that we are without sin and that the truth is not in us. So it is not about being perfect. It is that we are walking and following the path of Christ. And while we are walking and following the path of Christ, we are headed in a certain direction. First John tells us that people that are lost are wandering in the darkness. They're not on a path to become more Christ-like, that they are wandering in the darkness. So the first thing that we want to look at is, do you believe that Jesus is who he says he was? Number two is, do you admit and confess your sins? Number three, would, would people say that you walk in light or that you walk in darkness? Do you strive to be obedient to God's word? Number five, does your life indicate you love God rather than having an immense love for the world? Is your life categorized by doing what is right? Do you seek to maintain a pure life? Do you see a decreased pattern in sin in your life? Not that we are sinless, but that we are on a path. That sometimes we may step off that path, we repent and we turn back to Jesus, but we are headed towards Jesus. And do you demonstrate a love for others and for your fellow believers? If you can say you are working and striving on that and you can see, you can see an, a, a change in your life, then you are saved. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 20, Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. You see, the Holy Spirit produces fruit in our lives through our obedience. You see, it's impossible that the Holy Spirit would indwell us. Once we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and we repent of our sins, Scripture tells us we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And it would be impossible to continually wander in the darkness with the power of God that is inside of us. The power of God that is inside of us produces fruit. Galatians 5, and 23 says this, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It says that, there is no law against these things. You see, it's not just about believing Jesus is 
who he is. Because scripture tells us even demons believe in God and tremble. It's that we repent and that we follow Jesus. You see, we're talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in our life that leads us to open confession of sin and the obedience of God's commandments. And that is what 1 John is all about. We put our hope and faith in Jesus. We repent of our sins. And we try to follow Christ's commandments. You see, it is not about what we do. Sometimes when we look at this and we look at testing our faith and we look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, so many times people think about works. They think, well, if I can work hard enough, and maybe if my works outweigh my evil deeds, then I can have eternal life. Then I could have salvation. You see, that's what's different about Christianity than any other religion. It is not about what you do that gets you to heaven. It is what Christ has done for us. All we see is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life once we have our saving faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things that we have done so that no man can boast. You see, our works are just a display of the reality of our salvation. It's a reality of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. Our works have nothing to do with our salvation. You see, God wants us to have that assurance of our salvation. We should not live our Christian lives wondering and worrying every day whether or not we are truly saved. And that's why the Bible makes salvation so clear. You see, you can't let this get muddied down, that I have to do all of these works. It has nothing to do with that. The only work that had to be done was what Christ has already done for us. Remember, probably the most popular verse in the Bible that most people know, even non-believers know this, is John 3.16. It says, for this is how God loved the world, that He gave His one and only Son, so that anyone who believes in Him will not perish, but will have eternal life. It says anyone. Paul tells us in Romans 10, 9 and 11. It says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you are saved. For it is by believing in your heart that has made you right with God, and it is by the open, is by open your open declaration of your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. So the question is: have you repented? Do you believe that Jesus is who he says he was? And have you repented for your sins? Do you believe that Jesus died as a penalty for our sins and rose from the dead? Do you trust in Him for your salvation and Him alone? Not in yourself, not in someone else, but you trust solely in Him. If the answer to that question is yes, then you are saved. Assurance means 
freedom from doubt. By taking God's word to heart, you can have no doubt that the reality of our, you can have no doubt of the reality of your eternal salvation. Jesus assured us of this. In John 10, 28 and 29, it says this, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hands. You see, listen to this. It says no one. That no one even means you. Not even you. Once you put your faith and hope and trust in Jesus Christ and you repent of your sins, once the Holy Spirit fills us, no one can separate you from the love of God. Not even yourself. You see, eternal life is just that. Who can take Christ, God's given gift of of eternal salvation, away from you? If you repent and believe and scripture tells us no one, we should be able to have peace and joy in what God's word says to us. We don't just believe, but we believe with confidence. We stand on the fact that our salvation is based on the perfect and complete work of Jesus Christ. And while we stand on God's promise, we need to remember, as a believer, we have to understand that we have signed up for war. Now listen to me, this is really important. So many people struggle with understanding their salvation. So many people look at the test that John has laid out and they say, well, am I, am I not? Remember, if you have repented and believed and the Holy Spirit has filled you, you are saved. Not by what you can do, but by what God has done for you, what Jesus has done for us. You see, Satan is just as real as Jesus. And he is a formidable enemy for our souls. When we turn to Christ, Satan will look at every opportunity to defeat and to try to deceive us, even for us to question our own salvation. This is the most important, probably, thing that that the devil tries to do, that Satan tries to interfere with. Because he knows if he can keep us captivated and keep our mind on whether we have salvation or we don't, once we question God and what God has said to us, then the devil can start to have a foothold. But as I mentioned, Scripture lays it out very clear. You know, the devil will try many things. He tries to make us feel unworthy because of our failures. And once again, it has nothing to do with what you've done. It only has to do with what Christ has done for you. you know, I must remind you, the Apostle Paul that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, before he became a follower of Christ, He was a Christian killer. He hunted Christians down and killed them until he had an encounter with the Son of God that ultimately changed his life. And what amazing grace that God would take a Christian killer and change his heart 
and let him tell us a huge part of the New Testament, a huge part of who Christ is and what the heart of God is about. We are in Christ. We have the assurance that we are kept by him, that we are held tightly in his hand and that no one can snatch us away, not even ourselves. Because once saved, once our name is written in the Lamb's book of life, once God has done something, no one can undo it. John 17, 11 says this, Now I am departing from the world. This is Jesus talking. And he says, They will stay in this world, talking about fellow believers. But I am coming to you, Holy Father. You have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. And Jesus continues to pray. And in verse 15, he says this, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. That is what we stand on. We stand on his prayer for us. Jesus saved us by grace through faith. As I mentioned many times, it is not about the works that we can do. Our works are just proof of God's work in us. I want to leave you with these two scriptures today that I mentioned before. And if you ever question your salvation, it's very easy for us to say, do I believe that Jesus is who he says he was? That he died on the cross and rose from the dead as payment for my sins. If you believe that and you confess your sins and repent, then you're saved. Remember John 3.16, for this is how God loved the world, that he gave his one and his only son so that everyone who believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. Stand on that. In Romans 10, 9 through 11, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that has made you right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As Scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. So no matter what, once we have put our hope and faith in Jesus, we will never be disgraced. We can never be plucked from the Father's hands. And the power of the Holy Spirit will do amazing and great works in our lives as we walk in obedience Christ. Now I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray that you have that confidence, that you have that assurance, that you can stand on God's word about your salvation. I want to pray for you for the strength and the the fortitude to continue on the path of becoming more and more Christ-like. Then after that, I want to give an opportunity to anyone who has never put their faith and hope in Jesus Christ, and you you would confess and say, I want to do that. But for those of you that are already Christians, I ask that you would stay with us 
to not turn this video off, but to stay with us and to intercede for all of those people who may hear this message at the same time that you're hearing it or that may hear it afterwards. That God would do an amazing and mighty work, especially in this day and age. This world needs hope. This world needs us to share the love of Christ now more than ever. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that, that in your word there is power. There is power for every believer to stand on. That they can have faith and trust in their salvation. That Jesus' final work on the cross when he said, It is finished. It wasn't for us to run around and question ourselves. But that we can reflect on ourselves, we can reflect on what we believe, we can repent of our sins, and we can stand on that. We know that's what your word says to us, Lord. So I pray right now for everyone that is listening to this, I pray that they would be able to stand on their salvation. If they've believed and they've repented, Lord, I pray that they would stand on their salvation. That they would know they are in the hand of God and that no one, not even the devil, no forces in all of the universe could pluck them from your hand. That your love abounds all measure. Lord, I pray that you would give them the encouragement to share your word, to fulfill the Great Commission. To spread the word of Jesus to every person on this planet. Lord, I pray that you just move us by the power of the Holy Spirit to do great and mighty things in this day and this age so that your Son can get all of the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, like I said, I want to give an opportunity for anyone that's out there that you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. The Bible tells us that if you put your faith and trust in him and you repent of your ways, repent of your sins, that we are saved. And Some might say, well, saved from what? You see, after life, there is only two options. There's no gray area. There's either heaven or there's hell. There's either an eternity with Jesus or there is separation from God. That's the two options. And God is a gentleman. He doesn't continue to push himself on us after death. When we reject God here on earth, he's too much of a gentleman to continue to push himself on us. If we've rejected him and we have turned away, then God leaves it to us, leaves it to our decision to be separated from Him. And that separation from Him is what the Bible calls hell. You see, some people say, well, I don't believe in heaven or hell. Well, some things are true whether you believe them or not. You say, so what do I have to believe? You have to believe that Jesus is who He says He was. He said He was the Son of God. He came to this earth... He lived a sinless life. He was faced with all of the things that we are faced with, and he never sinned. That he was crucified, died, and he rose from the dead. That he conquered sin and he conquered death. 
for you, for me. So that any of us that believe in him can have eternal life. When we repent of our sins and believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit fills our body. Our name is written in what the Bible calls the Lamb's Book of Life. And once your name is written, it cannot be erased. And then we start a path of trying and working with all of our might to follow Jesus, to do the things that Jesus would do. And the Holy Spirit will do its work in us. It will give us a love for the things that God loves and a hate for the things that God hates. If that's you today, and you have never put your hope and your faith and your trust in Jesus, and you're willing to say, yes, I want to repent of my sins, I want to turn away from my sins, and I want to follow Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity to pray with you. And there is no special or specific prayer that the Bible lays out for salvation. It is an acknowledgement that Jesus is who he says he was, that we believe that, that we repent. So I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want to give you some very easy instructions after that. They're very easy instructions. And it starts the task of following Jesus to become more and more like him. So that's you today. And you would say yes. Please pray with me. Repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm desperately in need of a Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God. That you lived a sinless life. That you died and rose from the dead for payment for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Please guide me to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for allowing me to spend eternity in heaven with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If that's you today and you prayed that prayer for the very first time, Please email us, message us so that we can celebrate with you. And also, as always, please like, share, leave a comment or subscribe so that this message can reach more people for Christ. God bless you.